It's coming. Think of And it tastes so sweet. You'll hop when you eat. Come Hold on to your tummy. We got something good. With my hauntingly delicious cereal. It's so good, I crinkle every time I eat it. Because there's multiples? Uh, Walking fast, faces fast. Are you LA Living? <laughs> no. LA Living? <laughs> no, again, it's just that's across the street. Oh. I know social media. Okay, we have one minute till we're an actual panel, you guys. <laughs> till we're real people. <laughs> this was that's just our real. first form. <laughs> You may want to warm up, you know. Just a little bit to see if that stops it. Nope. No, actually, well, it makes it worse. Like that yeah. One. yeah, sometimes. Okay. Happens, I'm going to try not to touch. All right, the we're table. a panel. We're a panel, you guys. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome. Sean, be quiet. No, <laughs> Don't make me get the spray bottle out. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to probably your first panel of the day. And so wake up with us. Yay. Good a, morning. A nice true crime brunch. Uh, I, am, for all of you. I am one of your hosts, Anastasia Washington, of the uh, podcast Serial Killer, um, spelled like the breakfast cereal, because we pair true crime with breakfast cereal like you do. Um, and here with me is the, my most amazing co-host. Uh, hi, I'm Maria Spertolozzi, the other part of Serial Killer. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're going to go down and introduce the people on this panel because we have some amazing people on this panel, but I also want to throw them a loop. Um, so I'm going to ask them uh, your name. So you should know that part. And then the next part is going to be like who you... Who, what cereal killer you'd have breakfast with and what cereal you would have. And I would have breakfast with Ed Kemper. Oh, good one. And I think I would have Apple Jacks because I like it. <laughs> deep. Okay. We're going deep here, guys. <laughs> okay. Because I like, okay, wait, because he did things in a car and cars have like jacks. Use a jack to raise a car. Okay. Right? Yeah. Would you like That's a thing in a car. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> um, uh, I would have breakfast with Eileen Wernos. Ooh. Um, and I feel like... We Monster were, from... Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, played by Charlize, Charlize Theron in the movie Monster. She... And I would, I would still... <laughs> I'd still do that. Yeah, I'd still do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and let's see, I think we would have Special K. Woo, keeping it light. Because, yeah, it's, keeping it we tight. gotta, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, maneuvering that she does okay. to murder, so I don't know, I feel like we gotta be fit for that. Sure. Special killings? <laughs> oh. Sponsor us today. Please, Kellogg's. cornflakes were invented for Ooh, yeah, that that's works. right. That works. All right. Uh, and next to me is the amazing Melissa. Oh, amazing. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, my name is Melissa Howland. I am a podcaster. Podcaster. She's Pod a podcaster. I host on the podcast. Uh, podcaster, host. Uh, I just executive produced my first short film not too long ago. Ooh, nice. Um, that was at just for um, just for laughs. It, it was it. It was just it, it was it just for laughs. It was one of the ten short films selected. So that's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I didn't give myself that moment until just now. It's okay. okay. I don't let my friends play small. Um, <laughs> she's amazing. Um, so, my favorite breakfast cereal would be Cocoa Pebbles, but um, if I had to have breakfast, or got to, with a serial killer, it would be Charles Manson, mm -hmm. because I want to know exactly what it was about him. Everybody talks about his charm, mm -hmm. and, you know, I would like to know that, but also, um, I would choose Smurf cereal, because he was small. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you... I'm 5'10 and a half, by the way. <laughs> Also, his music is available on Spotify. Continue. <laughs> uh, an amazing filmmaker, Ashley. Hi, I'm Ashley. Ashley Maria. I'm a filmmaker. Amazing. <laughs> amazing, amazing filmmaker. I, um, so I was in the horror space 
uh, saw how it was being treated as a woman, started making a documentary about it, and that became this kind of international film that's now screening all over the world called Pioneers in Skirts. Just a huge big deal. (laughs) And now I'm back to horror. I have a, I'm in uh, development on a Christmas horror that I'm very hyped about. And I was actually uh, mentored by Wes Craven. And so um, I had this amazing opportunity to work with him. So I think if I were to pick a serial and a person, it would be him. Bring him back from the dead, please. Okay. (laughs) And uh, we'd have Kooky Crisp. Oh, Ooh. those are still things. Right? Do they even yeah. That yeah, yeah, it's still a thing. It's not not as good as it used to be, but still good. Also, literally just put that on my watch list on Letterboxd. Nice, nice. Uh, next, we have the horror hostess with the mostest, Samantha Hale. Oh, that, that was a mic drop moment on that Wes Craven. I thought you were saying, <laughs> oh. Well, I also am in the sound department, and so I'm just like, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to have to get over it. <laughs> Tell Be me nice to the microphone. comic, and I run a show at the Hollywood Improv called Horror Nerd. It's all horror-themed Material. So basically, we'll roast, sorry, Michael Myers or Ghostface or whoever it may be. Um, this month, we're doing a <laughs> characters night where every single comedian is performing as a horror icon. Um, I'm going to do Annabelle, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yes, uh, December 15th, and Ghostface with a very special guest on the show, Jamie Kennedy, is going to be on it. Woo! Oh, oh, nice. I know. I feel like he's always kind of upset. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the he default. He doesn't say much. Does no. He, no. It's, he emotes. Never looks good um, If I had to pick, so I was going to say, uh, my first thought was um, Dahmer with Apple Jacks, but since you went Apple Jacks, because it would probably be a guy named Jack, though, which would be fucked up. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to switch it to Richard Ramirez, and the only thing I can think of is oatmeal, because it's the only thing soft enough that these nasty-ass teeth can eat. You see that guy smile? You know how they say butterface? He was butter teeth. <laughs> no. You were like, whoa. No. Oh. I'm sorry. He was summer teeth. Summer, summer here, summer, summer there. Messed up. We are very, 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 very messed up, but we're not going to stop there. We just got started. <laughs> we just got started being uh, messed up. Um, next, we have an amazing comedian, mm-hmm. and also she has a true crime podcast that you should check out called Criminal Giants. I say it right, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, would you like to make your intro? Yes. Hi, I'm Veronica Shea. I'm a co-host uh, of Criminal Giants with Stacey. We talk <laughs> Criminal Minds and talk about the true crime associated with each episode. That's pretty cool. Uh, we also give the people what they want and rate Shamar Moore's hotness. <laughs> Amazing. Which is yeah. also pretty cool. It's also good. Um, okay, so I was going to pick Kemper because he's my favorite. I'm sorry. Oh, you can still mind. have nobody is saying that you can't have <laughs> breakfast with him just because he had breakfast with me. I'm I share. I was gonna pick Kemper. Um, and <laughs> obviously, oh. He's old and I care about his digestive health. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And so I was like, cool. I'll do Zomer. He knows how to get his protein in. So that's a Kashi um, situation, guess, you know. Uh, Go lean crunch. Taking all the good I'm ones. I'm so sorry, baby. They're having a time. I like that I'm concerned about the curse word. <laughs> Not the eating humans. Um, <laughs> Uh, we also have the other half of Criminal Giants and also an amazing comedian in her own right, Thank Stacey. You. Um, my name is Stacey Johnson. I co-host with Veronica here on Criminal Giants. It's a really fun podcast. You should listen to it. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> in my spare time, I also <coughs> teach arts and rehabilitative programming at a level four max security facility oh, wow. um, to uh, many of students who... Most of my students are lifers, so um, I also do that in my free time. So listen to our podcast, it's really fun, um, and then I do that. Um, <coughs> I picked Eileen as well because of 
the status that she brings as, I, I would arguably say, America's most prolific female serial killer. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm excited. <laughs> diversity hire <laughs> our token man our token man so that we can so that we can get in the minds of really who's killing us out there no, no Sean is an amazing host and actor um, who are you who are you eating breakfast with yeah, Sean I'm an actor writer sometimes I would have breakfast with Richard Chase, the vampire of Sacramento. And why I would do that is I would introduce him to Count Chocula. (laughs) And then that way try to steer him from drinking blood. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) To a nice chocolatey cereal. I love it. I think somebody needed to help that man. (laughs) I will yell about him all day. So many people tried. So many people tried. And everyone failed. failed. Everyone failed him. Listen to our episode about it. We're very angry. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's get on to the film. Oh, yeah, so to start off, we'll start things in the comic book arena uh, mm-hmm. and just ask everyone's favorite comic book. I'll start. My favorite comic book is uh, the Apocalypse Suite Umbrella Academy run, the first one. I wonder why. She's such a Mike Hem. Shut girl. up! They didn't even know that! <laughs> Sorry, she's not a Mike Hem girl. She's not proud. Don't like that email. <laughs> I was called an elder emo like a couple oh God. weeks ago, and it made me... I was going to say, nothing makes you feel like dust more than that. Oh, gosh. But yeah, it's just perfectly weird. It's a great take on superheroes uh, and that family dynamic while also having talking chimpanzees why not right um, <laughs> Anastasia what's your favorite comic book oh, that's just like it's like picking one of my babies uh, I think right now I'm gonna say V for Vendetta because I'm reading mm. this book called uh, Rage Becomes Her so I'm really angry right now <laughs> so V for Vendetta always makes me feel like after I after I read it I'm like you yeah, can check out the world I can do this and in a mask it's normal. <laughs> Good processing. So are we doing non-crime favorite comic book? You can do yeah, just whatever your favorite comic um, book is. You know, um, I hate Fairyland, and there's a variant called, uh, or that has a lot of, like, curse words in, like, the, not that I'm, I have a mouth like a sailor, but I don't find the wit is funny, and I think mm-hmm. they just, like, put it in for the now I just wanted went th- wanted to go there and <laughs> the shock value yes. shock value yeah but uh, but that one's a really fun one um, there's the ice cream man one and um, I love Halloween Ooh, very good, good one, one. Yeah. and spawn always <laughs> yes. spawn for wizards yeah okay I have a, sh- a show and tell story Ooh, exciting. with my favorite comic book. So my mom used to work at Marvel Comics in the 80s, and I'm wearing her official jacket right now. Does she now. just keep dropping I know, notes? man. This is... No, this was We're... so cool because, you know, being told about this panel, I got to be like, Mom, can you actually tell me the story? So this is her figure on the cover of, stop it, <laughs> of Marvel Age, uh, 20, uh, volume 25, or issue 25, as Dagger. Yeah. 
What? And the story is very inappropriate. Um, <laughs> yes. The, the, the man hot. who drew right? <laughs> community there, uh, all the artists and, and um, editors and stuff would party, and so they were all out one night, and one was like, oh, can I stay at your place? And he slept on the couch, sure. and I'll say For the story that you told him. Yes, it is. So, so he, oh, oh my God. Come on Constantly watch me in, sleep. In exchange for them using her figure, and notice everybody up here, her boobs get bigger in a second. <laughs> it's no longer her figure. Um, they put all of my family's names in the first issue of Quilted Daggers. Oh, wow. So I, it was such an honor to be like, all right, mom, what happened? What exactly is the story? So there's more, a little more to it, but I'm going to get a talk. So that's, <laughs> that's also incredible. a serial killer um, watching somebody sleep. <laughs> 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 Barely avoided death that day. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, that, that's another <laughs> mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> Samantha's like, can I sit not next to Ashley? <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not so sensitive. <laughs> I know, but okay, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not like not interested. I'm just looking on my phone. I'm like, oh, I wonder. Okay, so I was going to go with X-Men. Yeah. Because X-Men, that was like my thing. Like, fourth grade, we used to get on the bus every morning. Whoa, what'd oh, you get God. today? What'd you get today? And I was just like, I don't care. There's Storm in it? I want it. All I want yeah. is Storm. That was all I cared about. They're like, do you want Rogue? No, I want Storm. Like, that's all I cared about. Um, but I'm realizing now that there actually is a thing. There's a Gilligan's Island comic book. Oh, oh what? Hold on. My drop. <laughs> I should have, but look at that. I don't have a fancy iPad, iPod, to, or iPad, excuse me. I'm 40. I forget. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go to Island now because my grandfather was on the show. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Skipper. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're going to go with that, but that's still not as cool as your mom. Where did my no. mom have to date wrestlers? I know. <laughs> Relatives are not that fun. <laughs> I just have an axe murderer in my family. I'm related to Emmett Till, so <laughs> we all have our stories. We all got our baggage. <laughs> Also, you do him. Continue. If he would have, he oh, I, I was gonna say he's. Yeah. yeah, I know. We have the wrong part. <laughs> but my favorite probably is End of the Effing World. Mmm. Um, that was a very good one. Was also made into a Netflix uh, TV show. It was an English show, but it's an American book, and it has maybe 20 words in it. So it's all about the art, and the art is all black and white. Um, and it's really interesting about if no one. Cares, I don't know, um, just like budding psychopaths meeting each other as teenagers. So it's kind of like a little rom-com oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. story uh, yeah. about little budding psychopaths. That's probably my favorite. I love that. I love that. So, that's so far I'm such a bad guy. My favorite right now, and I don't know um, I really like Laura Olympus. I've been reading that since the beginning and just kind of following along the story. And I like how it blends a lot of like adult content in like a world of uh, fantasy and doesn't glorify it. 
And so I really appreciate that. And I've been reading that a lot. I just started reading, I haven't fully dived into it, but I found it randomly in a random comic book store in Portland. And it's called The Backstagers. Um, and it looks really adorable, but it's about like the world of being like a backstage crew member. So, Ooh, like, I love that. Oh my God. Everyone get your good reads out. Seriously. Wait, like crew member, like as in like for musicians? Like live live performances, but it's all about the underbelly of like stagehands and like lighting There's an underbelly of the music industry? There's an underbelly of every industry. So I just started reading. I think that one up. Literally writing that down right now. Yes, absolutely. Some of us haven't seen it yet, so. Well, watch it, because it's very good. Okay, everyone calm down. Well, my all-time favorite is From Hell. Yeah, very good, yeah. And, I, you know, I used to go down the rabbit hole with, like, conspiracy theories, the JFK, the Jack the Ripper. Uh, conspiracy theories right now are not fun. No. <laughs> yeah. Ruined. Yeah. Uh, for a while, hopefully in my lifetime, they come back to being fun. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's just. It was fun to go like to see the way that they represented like the sort of craziest conspiracy theory about Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't believe at all, but it's. <laughs> I used to think as a kid that I was going to solve that. (laughs) That You single-handedly. Yeah, I was like, I'm the one. I'm the one that was put here. (laughs) I will find the information no one has. As like an 11-year-old. Yeah, probably when he's been dead, probably like 100 years. I was probably like six years old and going, Jack, I'm coming for you. That's fascinating about that case is it will never be solved. Like truly, Sean, yeah. I'm right <laughs> here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And there is a cottage industry that is built around every couple of years. There is a book or a uh, documentary that comes out. It's to, it's it's an industry. It's to make money, just like the film industry. Of uh, we've solved it this time. Yeah, yeah. The current one is that uh, H. G. Wells. Oh, which is so. Sad. Oh, what? Not H. H. Yeah, I was like. H.G. Wells. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it to not, H.G. Not War of the Worlds. H.G. Wells. It's H.G. Wells the whole time. H.G. Wells. There's this whole theory Ooh. about uh, going, uh, where was it, uh, a building I used to manage bar in right next door in St. Louis was a hospital that like some dates based on like prison and getting out and traveling to the United States, like they had it between two guys like that it could possibly yeah. And I'm like, oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> for oh, history, my, for science. Yeah, you're uh, real. mention my current favorite one is Did You Hear What Eddie Dean Done? I didn't. Good. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I bought it immediately after you said it last time. That, that's the one I deep dive in the most. Uh, and uh, Harold Schechter is one of the greatest true crime writers ever. And Eric Powell, Powell who uh, uh, illustrated this when we were at LA Comic Con. Did this cool ghoul drawing? Yeah, yeah. 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 it's awesome. Yeah, San Diego. Where am I? Where am I? Uh, we're in LA. Um, uh, San Diego. This is a cool ghoul illustration for me because I told him I was going to be talking about it the next day. So yeah, wow. yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, you want me to do that? Yeah. All right. As more and more true crime becomes part of the cultural conversation. Such as Hatchet Hitchhiker documentary and more. Should I not put on my little <laughs> I voice? I wrote these intending us to ask them as questions, not for you to read them oh, like this. Okay. Sorry. I feel so self-conscious how now. Do th- how do you think it will show up in comic books now that you know pop culture is really like blowing up with these documentaries? I've watched maybe four this week. Um, that all just came out too. That all just came out, and I've eaten them up. Like, nom, 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 nom. do you think we're going to see that uh, reflected in comic books? I 100% do, especially at the point where we're at now with the Marvel movies and the DC movies. Like, you know, it's I watched Blue Beetle. It was it was it was better than I thought it would be. 
Um, it was a movie. It was, like, I haven't seen the Marvels yet. Um, but we're kind of going away from the superhero. And what are we going to explore next? Might as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the mainstream, what we're watching, what, like, I mean, I've watched at least four, if not more, this week. And I emphasize I probably watched way more. Yeah. Uh, I, I did. It, yeah. I, I definitely did. Um, I think that that's a natural progression to go through. You yeah. know, I mean, where are we going next? Because apparently there's not a lot of original ideas going around. I'm just saying love has won as a comic book. Come on. Oh <laughs> Yeah, where are the cult comic books? It's amazing. Love has won. Yeah, yeah, it's about this cult leader who basically like her cult followers let her starve to death, and then they like she becomes a mummy, and they just kind of yeah, yes, and they just kind of drive her around the country until they get caught. (laughs) But she like completely mummified. Yes, yeah, yeah, and then I looked up how that happened. Because I was scientifically curious. Yeah. Yay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, ladies. Make good choices. Don't. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Stare at them. Um, so, I was thinking about this. The um, I think the mouse, Art Spiegelman's mouse, and how that's now a banned book. And yeah. how... You know, I was I was at a bookstore and I was like, is that considered a true crime? And the, and the mm. person, she's like, well, it's true, and it was a crime. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Right. yes. So, and I think what's interesting about comic books is it allows you to delve into something way deeper than what a movie could do or a series. I mean, maybe not a series. A series, especially one of the doc series, can probably try their best. But I wonder if like personifying some of these true crime experiences and like creating this metaphor. If that would engage an audience stronger, mm. what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think so. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'd see it going. Is like maybe not so much telling the honest story in a comic book, but taking it into a creative level, where you actually get to have empathy mm. for that those going yeah. through it. I, mean, I love that. Would definitely agree if it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My fear is that yeah. we get into a space where we start to glorify these people mm-hmm. um, into a world of fantasy. And, and when you are young and, and impressionable, we start to idolize these, these certain characters or fictional people. And, and I, would, I, I think if it's, there's a fine line and a balance. And so I think if done right, we can... Uh, open up a, a stronger avenue for people to connect with real stories that are happening. Yeah. Um, however, I think if we go too far, we could start to glorify and idol, idolize certain specific things and people. Oh, for sure. Have I we think, already done that? Yes, yeah. we have. Right. No, I think totally there's... Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, empathy needs to happen in all explorations of, of these kind of crimes, right? And also, true crime, I love that you said that about, like, Mouse, because that was, like... I We usually, we have this one panelist that's usually on the panel, and he does a comic book called Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. And when I yes. first oh, asked yeah, him... Great. When I first asked him to come on this panel, he said, I don't know anything about true crime. What would I know about true crime and comic books and I was like well slavery is a really big crime so you actually write a lot about about and so true crime is such a big umbrella and especially for so many people that are attracted to, to true crime they're trying to understand the world that is against them like women of color, people of color, women in general, we're all yeah. trying to like understand these monsters. And I think that exploring them through comic books kind of maybe takes a little bit uh, of a step back. And it's like, it's like how, how sci-fi and mm-hmm. horror let us explore these things without getting too in. Too well, in. but it's also like, uh, I talked to Eli Roth a couple of years ago um, and we talked about how death is the one unknown. Like you can now see a video of your birth. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> but yeah, but you can. <laughs> you can see a video of that or people could tell you that story. Death is the one great unknown. So especially with like these situations and how and the whys and everything else, I think that's why we're most fascinated by it because 
None of us know. I know. Well, somebody else had something over here. Yeah, right. I was going to say, don't you think, though, that if we're moving away from the superhero, what's left is the antihero? Mm. These men are the antiheroes, but then you're holding them up. It's not mm. about yeah. victims. It's about, and again, I'm saying this as someone who has very limited uh, comic experience, but it seems to me that action is what's glorified in, in the comics, especially like Watchmen that I've read, right? And they do a great job with the antihero. Like the comedian is a rapist, right? Like these are not good dudes. Um, but if you're now seeing frame for frame of brutalizing and eviscerating women or gay men, if it's Dahmer, mm -hmm. or children, if it's, you know, um, Shawcross, then doesn't that glorify the violence more than telling the story? Where, like, I mm. like the idea of a fictionalized version that's like, oh, based off of this. But I remember the one true crime book I picked up was Jack the Ripper, and that can almost go into the historical fiction category of slavery and the Holocaust, which, for mm -hmm. those who don't know, Mouse is about the Holocaust, um, which you know, is a, it's so far removed, or so far removed from Jack the Ripper, but even those frames I saw, I was like, oh, yeah. no, this mm -hmm. is sexualizing yeah. the evisceration of prostitutes and glorifying the man who's doing it. And I'm not that person who's like, don't put true crime on TV, like, big fan of Dahmer that just came out, um, although a lot of women missed the point. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, yeah. I feel like comics might not, the ones that will sell would not be the and rule version of let me tell you every single victim's name and story before we start talking about the killer. Yeah. I mean, I would hope that the, you know, protagonists of these true crimes would be the, the detectives or the, or, um, like or even like, situation. you know, yeah. really taking the Jack the Ripper story as an example really knowing these women and what they went through. Yes. Yeah. Um, just daily life. Yeah. Like, not even the crimes that were committed against them, like, by Jack the Ripper, the crimes that were committed to them by society in yeah. general. Like, that, to me, is very interesting. Um, just, like, hearing, like, watch, like, seeing the... I don't know, like the backdrop of such a... Mm, the con mm -hmm. You get a lot more context. Yes, Kind of like how they did the fall of the House of Usher in a sense. Yes, where it was absolutely. Every character, right. it would be I every victim. Finished. I'm not going to spoil. Spoiler, <laughs> they fall. <laughs> the house, it falls. So what I'm hearing is like we still have to have responsibility mm -hmm. over what gets popularized. Yeah. Which I do really that. So, yeah. I would say that... Yeah, yeah. That brings me to the yeah. next question, which is, so now we do have all these different avenues, podcasts, um, and controversially, like, YouTube beauty gurus will talk about true crime and do their makeup. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey Syrian? <laughs> <laughs> but so it's, it's, true crime has now sort of separated from what it started as, which was the news, basically, yeah. and then sensationalized versions of it, and now we have it as, like, this cute, almost like twee thing, mm. and how do we do that responsibly? How yeah. do we well, combine these kind of? I think the news is almost the most irresponsible in the true crime oh, yeah. world. Like, Love I mean, that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, be careful. Here's what's happening. Once you hit the crime, like we saw with Casey Anthony. Yeah. Like, our friend is currently um, has been arrested for murder. We do not at all think she did it, but it's high profile and she's oh, gosh. Being tried in the media. And it's like, mm -hmm. what the hell do you do? Like, yeah. Irresponsibly, you can't get a fair trial. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate Nancy Grace, you guys. Like, with a oh, yeah. trial. Oh, we all should, though. Yeah. So I honestly think the news is almost leaving the irresponsibility around the conversation. Yeah. And that Hollywood has seen what they've done in the past and is trying to rectify that. And yeah, in their way. And be responsible about how they show the things. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think we really saw that in, oh, it was a Netflix documentary about a murderer in the UK. Oh, um, not Ripper. Uh, it, it was a Ripper. It was, it was a, like a Ripper. Ripper yeah. Like Yorkshire yeah, Ripper. the Yorkshire Ripper. And that, that was, I thought, a really well so done good. documentary where it interviewed some of the victims and they got to really share how it felt being a victim of a crime that was seen as something yeah. only, that only happened to they sex workers. They barely focused on him. Yeah, they almost so didn't talk about him. It was just good. about what it did to that community, which mm -hmm. I think is something I would like to see more of, especially yeah. in, that'd be a cool comic book too, is like, what is the community like after yeah. this happens? I think it's the sources too that um, we're seeing, 
like now in documentaries we're, we're seeing more women and more people of color. Like I just watched one with, um, oh my gosh, uh, Ma, who, who, who was? Who Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Oh, yeah. Octavia Spencer is doing two ID programs. Um, and really just the perspective of, of somebody that is not a white man talking about these stories about women and, 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 and marginalized yeah. people. Um, I think that changes the perspective too. Um, I think the, the reason why there's so many women that watch these things is because we're told very young that these things are going to happen to us or they yeah. do happen to us. And the way that we deal with it is to watch survivor stories and to lean into that. Um, and to explore it and in to the explore same it. way. Exactly. Like, I can watch this really insane, horrible, painful story, but I know I can turn off the TV and I'm okay. Yeah. The women who that actually happened to, they didn't have that privilege. No, it's they true. Okay. I do it to find a boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Amazing. I'm going to scout all the options. And also for me, like as a survivor of a true crime, I watch it, I don't know, almost as like, like you too, like you know, like oh my god, you know, like that. Like, yeah. Um, I don't to like know, almost connect with to connect. That. Like yeah. it's very hard to connect with people uh, when you tell people like, oh, I've been through, you know, this. Not not many people, thank God, have have been through some of the stuff I've been through. So when I watch that on TV, I'm like, oh, another person, another survivor, or oh God, that could have been me, you know. Yeah, like you said, in a controlled space. Yeah. I think a lot of people enjoy horror for that reason. It's like you get that little kick of like anxiety, but controlled anxiety or adrenaline rush. Yeah. I think the delivery system, to your point, uh, is becoming more responsible. Mm. Yeah. I think that they are focusing more on victims and survivors uh, than the perpetrator. And uh, generally, I mean, very general, okay? But I think the trend is moving that way. Yeah. And, um, Especially yeah. in Especially exactly. And also to the to the point about mouse, um, I found that um, there are some films that are just so on the surface, like there is no subtext. There's just text, and we've lost the fine art a little bit mm. uh, in trend of subtext. And that is the delivery system for the average person living their life to get the to to understand these dark things that they don't want to normally think about. Yeah. Yeah. And you, so we need to go more toward like a mouse project. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think personally. Have you been by chance or anybody here since we're in LA uh, been to the Museum of Death? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I love this. She's like, yeah, me and my baby. Like my, Batman <laughs> baby <has been> <laughs> my friend, my friend JD owns it, and you know, I used to uh, always like pick at his brain about certain things. Not literally. Yeah, not literally. <laughs> and it's how it's set up. I mean, like I went through it before I had ever met him, and I have an iron stomach, and I almost passed out oh, at one point. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not just a sensory overload. Thing. His, his thought process is when you leave at the end of the day, aren't you lucky to be alive? Mm. But like one thing I asked him was uh, like, have you ever had victims' families come in? And he's like, yes. Mm. Unless it is a high profile case from around here, he will not put it in, which I thought was, was kind of cool. But it's, it's a, a safe way to explore things, but then also surprisingly has a good message coming out of it. Yeah, and they felt like they were just giving you the information and showing you the artifacts without glorifying yeah. the, the killers in any way. Just this is what happened, this is the actual documents, these are letters from, from Kemper or, you know, like... Uh, they have the paintings from Gacy. Yeah, yeah. like they yeah. have some real stuff, but it's just like this is something that historically happened, this is something that cannot be ignored, we need to figure out how to... I mean, I would like to think the message is this is happening. We let's try to stop this. You know, it's yeah. not like this yeah. is so cool. Look at this. That's not. Yeah. The it's, point. No. Yeah. It's 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 understanding the the psychology, the psychopathy. Yeah. Um, and trying to thank you. I made that up. <laughs> prevent, preventing it from happening again. And awareness. awareness. I think more. I think people that are yeah. in crime are trying to add our advocates for awareness. Yes, and advocates for empathy. Like yes. when we talk, when you talk about the the vampire of Sacramento, how many times his 
parents reached out they to try to get him help. Oh, so many. They uh, tried so hard. Yeah. 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 His their family psychiatrist, a uh, therapist, told them a year before he will try to murder you, and he murdered the entire family. Yeah. So finding those signs and also like as a community, um, caring about yeah. each other enough to be like, okay let's figure out how to help these people and let's figure out how to help ourselves by helping these people. I mean, even if you want to do it selfishly, you know, um, but like, it, it seems like when somebody messes up or when somebody is sick, so much of society is like, oh, well, don't look that way. Yeah. Just, that's not my problem. Under the rug. Yeah. Yep. It will be your problem. <laughs> One day. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Wrap it up. Yes. Uh, so we'll wrap it up with one last question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last question we're going to ask is, what are some true com- uh, crime comics you would like to see that haven't been made yet? Um, so. Robert. <laughs> uh, did you want to see yours? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Amazing. <laughs> we love this. See, she does know people. She knows people. <laughs> She's Wait, just as cool. Is, just got not going to the panel. <laughs> um, all right. I think it would actually be really interesting to see a true crime comic um, that's more about like how a cult is formed, like a mm. Jonestown type of thing um, that goes into, because it's not, you know, it's not always like some guy wakes up one day and is like, how do I get a bunch of money and sex out of people? Mm-hmm. Like, there are some people who genuinely think they are doing the right thing, yeah. and then they create this community around that idea. Um, and I think, yeah, like a Jonestown, a Manson family, something in that arena would be really interesting. Um, for me, right now, I, I think... I'm coming to grips with the fact that OJ did it. You've been coming to grips with this. It's just been, it's been a rough few years for me, guys. (laughs) Um, So I I think I want to explore that. Like as a, as a, I would love to explore. Would you like him to write it the way he wrote that book? No. No, no, no. I think me and him are over. Like, (laughs) Like I need to like actually write it from a perspective of like a girl like me growing up in the city with this happening and like processing <laughs> like i just wanna, i love that that would be so interesting because i'm still processing um there's a picture of him holding me as a no. baby okay <laughs> wait is it really yes 100 <laughs> percent. wait is he holding you like a football <laughs> yeah is he in the heisman <laughs> You know um, it, and he threw me so far, you guys. <laughs> also, since we're running out of time, please tell people where they can uh, follow you yeah. as as you say your answer. Okay. Um, 100% agree on the cults. Watched two cult documentaries yesterday. Nope. I don't know why I did that. Um, completely I'm the different. One was called <laughs> The Garden, Commune or Cult, obviously cult. And uh, the other was uh, Let Us Pray, which was about the oh IFB God. churches. It's not uh, about lettuce, which is, yeah, it's so not about lettuce. It's, that's just okay. absolutely messed up. Um, but, you know, as a kid, one of the biggest things that uh, happened was like the polyclos kidnapping when I was yeah. a child. Um, and then later on uh, in St. Louis, trying to ruin my favorite pizza, um, a guy from the pizza place actually had kidnapped one child 10 years earlier and then had kidnapped another. Um, so it was uh, Sean Hornbeck and Ben Ownsby. They did visuals, visuals every year for Sean. Wow. And finally, once the, once the second kid was taken, he knew he had to go. And so, there's the psychology of like as a kid growing up in the 80s with the kidnappings and everything else i kind of find that would be an interesting I thing was one to of explore those. <laughs> sorry i was one of the kidnappings continue <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, i'm at wrath of hearts with a w on everything say it again i was talking for you oh uh, i'm at wrath of hearts at Wrath of Hearts, W-R-A-T-H. Yeah. I was yelling that if, if people don't know Anastasia's backstory, what she, her true crime that she survived, was she was snatched as a child. Yeah. Oh, and then escaped. But it was, was like a so Diet Coke of kidnapping. Finicky. Yeah, she was like a real <laughs> like a light. child, so he like let her go. But yeah. Like by someone who became a 
My dad's from the south side of Chicago. He was not gonna keep me that long. Again, I'm Ashley Maria, and it's Ashley Maria Productions on all the things, and that is the name of my company. I got really original. Um, so I, now I feel bad because I was actually, I have another book called The League of Lady Poisoners, and it's about all these women who poison people, right, and yes, they are being glorified, and okay, okay. That's a like, female rage it's, kind it's of thing. Ladies, yeah. Feminism. Um, so I Equal representation. If, if that became even more than just like their two pages of devotion, the book even teaches you about poisons, so probably mm -hmm. not a good idea. Wow. And there was no reason for people to get mad about Brad Pitt beating the crap out of women in that scene. Yeah, they, they deserved yeah, it. Yeah, they were mur straight up murdering people. That was not my problem with the movie, but we could do a whole other. <laughs> my okay. It was too much. Oh feet. yeah, my, yeah. Same. Mine was all the just oh, okay. racism. Well. Uh, <laughs> racism. Just the racism. I mean, yeah. Racism. Uh, you know, <laughs> sexism. Racism. Look at that diagram, guys. But save the Vista. Uh, it evens oh. out. Oh, oh. We'll talk later. <laughs> that, we don't have time to unpack mine. <laughs> Are you going to tell me to follow you? Or oh, yeah. Um, follow <laughs> 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 <All> Veronica. <laughs> um, at the Samantha Hale on um, uh, Instagram. Instagram. And also at Horror Nerd Comedy, mm -hmm. which is her show that she does at the improv. Yeah, again, December 12th, if you guys are still in town, please come out. 15th. 15th. Oh, my God. 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 Oh, my Oh my god, no, I got it. <laughs> um, I think, okay, for comics, I'm finally coming to terms with the fact that Bundy did it. Mm. So, I don't understand that. I think Colts is a safe place to start. I do, uh, but I would like to see Waco. Waco is like my new obsession, and to the point where I've now gone back and I've gotten every book about Ruby Ridge. Like, I'm going deep, and I'm going to figure out where the doors are from Waco. I'm going to solve it. You still love it. You solve it, and also watch Red State and just like. Oh my god. Like, Ruby Ridge to Waco to Oklahoma City bombing changed how the FBI even responds and operates. Like, which I think is great to see that a policing bureau can change and mm -hmm. tries to do good while we deal with the fucking cop mess. That, like, oh, which I hate. But like, I like to see that they were like, oh, we're not doing this well. How can we do it better? Yeah. <laughs> and not kill our own citizens. Yeah. So I'm like really obsessed with Waco situation right now. Makes sense. Makes sense. This is very topical. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have a specific one that I'd like to see, but I would like to see it from like uh, the perspective of inanimate objects, like the house that Ooh. holds within Amityville, but the, from the house perspective and so yes. involved in that. So. Oh my god, it's so skittering. Oh, awesome. Right, we're going to live for something, because then, then you can take it and tell the story from a perspective of not glorifying certain people and acts and things like that. I, think that would be I love it. It's like Brave Little Toaster meets Skinamarink. Meets Beauty and the Beast. Meets Beauty and the Beast. There's going to be songs, right? <laughs> it comes with a cassette. <laughs> yeah. That was nice. 
I am blown away by that idea. That needs to happen. <laughs> uh, uh, my, I am friends with uh, someone whose aunt owns the Amityville house. Yeah. And she is currently renting it to a friend of hers and who is not letting us sleep over. <laughs> really want to sleep over in the Amityville <laughs> Okay. There's so much to unpack here. We just uh, don't have time. Sorry. Uh, what, what was the question? Uh, what would we like to see? Yeah. I'd like to see Harold Schechter and Eric Powell do, do more. A, a bunch of the famous ones. Yeah. The, the yeah. Hitters, like uh, Gacy and uh, uh, Bundy. And also, also, I have to say, any almost everything that's been done on Bundy, I'm really, really mad, angry about. Have you seen No Man of God? No. <laughs> no Man of God is the best Bundy that there is. It's not about the murders. It's about the last two years while he's in prison. Oh. Bill Hadmeyer oh. becoming like their, it's their story. Okay, it's I two did men not see in a that. room, and Luke Kirby plays Bundy, and he's perfect. Why I'm angry about most Bundy things is that they gloss over the most. And, and, and again, not, not, not to. Uh, uh, um, uh, raising up the details or raising this person up. Uh, uh, the reason that um, up to this day people are still like, he's cute, is because the documentaries are leaving out the most gruesome, necessary details to show what a monster walking on earth Exactly. And I'm very angry about all of the funding stuff. But I'd like to see these guys do all the heavy hitters. Perfect. And where can people find you? Uh, uh, Sean Owens on IMDb. Perfect. Uh, and you can find us at Pod Serial Killer on all social media, and I'm—it's uh, breakfast cereal, not like cereal. Uh, you can find me at Anastasia Wash uh, on Instagram. And thank you guys so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. It's coming, and it tastes so sweet you'll hop when you eat. Come. Hold on to your tummy, we got something good. With my hauntingly delicious cereal. It's so good, I crinkle every time I eat it.